Thanks for listening to the Journey Podcast. We're glad you're here. Journey exists to engage people in the process of knowing Jesus Christ. We pray that this podcast engages you and encourages you to become more like Him. How's everybody doing today? Everybody doing good? Can I, can I just for a second before, we, I know we're starting a brand new message series today. It's going to be my new, my new favorite, but I just, God laid something on my heart this past week and there's just a lot of turmoil in the church, not this church, but a lot of turmoil in the church, just the world church. And there's people leaving supposedly in droves and pastors are leaving all over the place. And then all the scandals that are out there. And I got to thinking about our church, our faith community, what we do here week after week. And, and Justin just said it, we, we get to do this. And this morning we were singing that song, Bless the Lord. And I just thought to myself, I'm glad we don't have that here. I'm glad we have a faith community that's authentic and real, um, that has amazing volunteers, but has one goal. And the one goal is to lift Jesus's name up. And so when we're not personality driven, we're not worried about the show is, we're not worried about all the other stuff, we can focus on what really matters. And I'm just gonna say this, you guys make that happen week after week after week after week by your attendance, by what you do, by giving. And so we're so thankful. I want you to give yourself today a, just a huge round of applause. We love you. I'm, I mean that, like awkward giving yourself applause. Is that weird? Is that like, so it's as weird as asking the people that are online to stand up, right? Like go ahead and stand up. So let me, one more real quick thing. And I know you need to come here to hear 35 announcements. Um, I felt like I woke up in a Mario Brothers game. <laughs> And so you're probably wondering what's going on. Um, Alan said a little bit about it, but it's JLX. If you don't know what JLX is, it's our on steroids version of Vacation Bible School. And so if you have kids, we would love to say there's openings. The problem is there isn't any openings. We have the largest amount we've ever had, but here's how we can open up more spots. We could use some more team leaders. It starts, I think, tomorrow morning, um, but we have 260 signed up and we could have well over 300. We just, we want to make sure that our kids, your kids are safe in this place. So if you have some spare time this week, like to volunteer, it's a good idea to like kids, but it's not a, it's not a priority. Okay. Right. So my wife actually said uh, to a couple of friends of ours last night, we were talking about middle school ministry in our church, which is fantastic. We love student ministry here, uh, Journey students. Um, but Gina said something about serving. She wouldn't serve. Uh, she didn't like our middle school kids. Why would she like other kids? So... That's a whole nother story. So, but anyway, new series today. And God, if there's ever, if there's ever been a time, right, guys, that we need wisdom in the world, it's right now. And so I think it's timely with all the stuff that's going on, social media, the stuff that's going on in the world, all the things we're seeing that happen. And so we're going to talk over the next eight weeks, right? It's our summer series called Choose Wisely. And we're going to look at things. And this is where we're going to apply. This is how we're going to apply it. I believe every aspect of our lives, everything we ever do, we need to choose wisely. We need to choose wisely in the relationships we've had, the friendships that we have. We need to choose wisely in our spiritual life, making the right decisions. We need to choose wisely the jobs, but most of all, we need to choose wisely the decisions that we make with our spiritual life. It's interesting, I was reading a book a couple of weeks ago, um, I think several years ago, we may have even handed this out to our graduates, but in 1991, a young man by the name of Adam Brown was getting ready to go to college. And his dad wanted to give him something super special that he can take away. So he had written down all the lessons that he had learned, all the lessons that he learned from his grandfather, his great father. Everybody was in his life. He wrote these things down and he gave them this to kind of be, you know, as good as he could possibly be in the life that, that he lives. Well, somebody caught wind of it and they published it. And it's probably a book that you they a million copies sold. It's life's little instruction book. And when we're looking at uh, choosing wisely and we're looking at the Bible, there's another book that's just like that. It's the book of Proverbs. 
And we realize that the book of Proverbs was written by Solomon to give to his sons and the offspring and their son's sons that they would say, okay, I want you to choose wisely. David did it with Solomon. Solomon's gonna do it with his kids. So that's gonna be our baseline for the next nine weeks that we're gonna continue to look at, at this concept of Proverbs and being wise and choosing wisely. Proverbs 1.1 is probably our baseline. And so let's read this together. The Proverbs of Solomon, as we just said, son of David, um, uh, uh, son of David, king of Israel. He said this, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight. I would probably say that every person in this room would like that to be said about like that we're choosing words. We're choosing to understand these words. Now, I got a question for you. This is how we're going to kind of get off to, you know, kind of get back today. So if anybody, like, think, don't raise your hand, don't shout it out. Just kind of say it to yourself. I know at first service, they just don't shout it out. That was almost a license for everybody to shout it out. So don't shout it out. Like, but if you were to be able to choose anything in life, like if God came to you and said, here's the deal, I'll give you any, it's not like a genie in a lamp, but I'll give you anything you want. What would be the first thing that you would ask for? Some would probably say oh, more money because honestly, we could help more people in the world, right? We could do more missions work and we can, you know, our Haiti adventures, our DR stuff, we can sponsor more. So I think it's a good answer, right? I, some people would say, I would like to have more prestige. I would like to be noticed more. I would like to have a little bit, maybe a, a stance or a platform in the community that we live in. And that would be a noble thing, right? Like, like I, I would love, some would probably say, God, if you could give me anything, I would be an athlete. I'd like to be an athlete. And being an athlete, I can share Jesus with everybody in the world, you know, because you're going to make me a great athlete. Now, Solomon got asked the same thing. And I think it's a little interesting. It's interesting, at least to me, that he could have had anything. God said, listen, I'll grant whatever you want, but I'm going to give you this, this thing that you, you asked for. And what he asked for is totally different than probably what most of us in this room would ask for. He's actually talked to this. It's in 1 Kings, but we're going to read the in 2 Chronicles. This is what it says. So he asked him, what, what, what would you like? He goes, give me now wisdom and knowledge, not more money, not more prestige. And it's interesting to me because I want everybody to get this because I'm going to draw the difference between knowledge and wisdom because knowledge is one thing and wisdom is something totally different, which we're going to break down in a half a second. He said, but, but I, I'm going to give you wisdom and knowledge to go out and come in before the people for, or for who, can govern, who can govern the people of yours, which are so great. So he said this, God answered Solomon, because this was in your heart, because this is what you asked for. You have not asked for possessions or wealth or honor or life of those who hate you. Like, like that would be another one, right? Like, I want you to take out everybody that hates me, everybody that's ever come against me. He didn't do that one either and have not even asked for long life, but have asked for wisdom and knowledge for you, for yourself, that you may govern my people over whom I have made you king. Now watch verse 12. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. I'm gonna give you this, but watch what happens. I'll also give you riches and possessions and honor, such as none of the kings had ever had before you and none after you shall ever have. You know what he's saying? That? He said, if you have wisdom and knowledge, I can trust you with all the other stuff. You'll do it for the right reasons. You're not doing it for the wrong reasons. You don't have bad motivations. You're doing it because wisdom and knowledge rule everything you do. And I was thinking about this in our lives. Every one of us, everyone in this room has decisions to make. Right now, we're like, you're probably contemplating in your mind a decision that you have to make. Maybe it's a job change. Maybe it's a relationship change. Maybe for some of the graduates, what college you're going to go to, you know, maybe like, should I date this person? Shouldn't I date this person? What, what should I do? How should I spend my money? And, and there's decisions in our life. Some seem very small, but in light of what's going on in a lot of our lives, it's a big decision, right? It may not be as big a decision as Solomon had to make. 
And I'm reading a story in a second. It's not going to be on the side screen. I just want to read it. I want you to kind of contemplate what's going in his mind because he's asked for this wisdom and decision, uh, wisdom and knowledge just before this situation happens. Literally, it's the same chapter in 1 Kings where he says, I'm going to give you wisdom and knowledge. That's all I want. And then the very first thing that happens is he's got to make a decision that's really crucial. Now, listen to this. Now, I want everybody to know, especially if you're kind of new to church, this does not happen at Journey. Okay, this is, this is like an Old Testament thing. We're never going to have, like, bring a child up, cut them in half kind of moment, all right? All right, everybody good with, like, that's not, what ha- that's not what's happened. There's no talk about that in children's ministry today. So, but this is what happened. So, sometime later, two prostitutes came to the king to have an argument settled. Now, I just want you to tell you, moms and dads, that was my little present to you this morning, saying prostitute, so you can explain that to your children when you get home. It's in the Bible, right? So he says this, so they have an argument to settle. He says, please, my Lord. One of them began, the woman and I live in the same house. I, I gave birth to a baby while she was with me in the house. Three days later, this woman also had a baby. We were alone. There was only two of us in the house, but her baby died during the night when she rolled over on it. Then she got up at night and took my son from beside me while I was asleep. She laid her head or her dead child in my arms and took mine to sleep with, beside her. And in the morning, when I tried to nurse my son, he was dead. But when I looked at him more closely in the morning light, I saw that it wasn't my son at all. The other woman interrupted and said, certainly it was your son, and the living child is mine. The woman said, no, the first woman said, the, the, living, the living child is mine, the dead one is yours. And so they argued back and forth before the king. And this is an important line right here, and I want to kind of break this down for a second. Verse 23, it says, then the king said, let's go get the facts straight. You know, in our lives, that's what wisdom does. Wisdom Make sure before we write anything on Facebook that we get the facts straight. Before we write anything on Instagram or we share a story or we gossip about a work person that we have our facts straight. Because some of the problems that we see in the world right now are because somebody has an idea and somebody else has an idea and honestly, neither one of them are right. And I've been told this for almost all my life. There's three parts of a story. There's that person's side, this person's side, and the truth. And we're seeing it all the time in social media and all the problems we're having. We believe what we think is true, and then we realize when we do the fact-checking, it's not so true. But in our minds, we've already destroyed people. In our minds, we've already done this. And so Solomon's saying, the very beginning of wisdom is we're going to get our facts straight. Then it says, both of you claim the living child is yours, and each of you said the dead one belongs to the other. All right, bring me a sword. So the sword was brought out to the king. And then he said, cut the living child in two and give half to the woman and half to the other. Then the woman who's the real mother of the living child said and cried out, Oh no, my Lord, give the child, please give her the child and do not kill him. But the other woman said, no, all right, that's a good idea. That's what she said. We'll both get a piece of that child. The king said, King Solomon, the wisest person who asked for wisdom just a little bit before that and knowledge. And the king says, do not kill the child, but give him to the woman who wants him to live for she is is the mother. That's wisdom, y'all. That, that, that's, that's having an understanding. That's stuff that only God brings. And then listen to what happens in the very last verse of the story. When all of Israel heard the king's decision, the people were in awe, and the king, uh, in, in all of the king, for they saw the wisdom God had given him for rendering justice. I don't know about you guys, when I end up dying, we sang a song when my days are done and all that kind of jazz. That's what I want somebody to say about Bobby Smith. I want them to get up maybe on this stage or another stage in, in front of a casket or an urn or whatever I'm in. I don't know what's, how I'm going out, whatever it is. And I want them to go, he had all of God's wisdom. 
And the people around him saw that he had all of God's wisdom. He made decisions in his life that were based on God and God alone. And I would almost guarantee that every person in this room, that's what they would want to have said to, uh, about them by their friends and their family. That the person was wise, they just made good decisions. So what is wisdom? It, what is the thing that most of us would love to have? And wisdom, as I believe, is this, you know what this is. It's the ability to make good decisions and do them. See, knowledge is making good decisions. But wisdom is when you decide to make those and put those into actions. There's lots of people that make good decisions. There's lots of people that make good decisions. They, they say, this is, I need to do this. I, I need to start losing weight. I need to take better care of myself. or I need to be in this relationship. But they never act on it. See, wisdom, what it does is it allows you to know what to do and when to do it. It allows you to know what to say and when to say it. And honestly, not to say. It, it lets you know what, what to write and what not to write. And that's a big struggle. I don't know about you guys, but there's things that sometimes get popped up on, on Instagram or come on my feed that I am furious about and I want to blast everybody. And I can't tell you how many letters that I have written or how many paragraphs that I have written. And thank God, because you know something, I'm going to be as honest as I can be. Sometimes wisdom's voice sounds a lot like my wife's voice. You don't need to say that. You're just going to cause problems. And to the point where, like one of the things that, that we're working on right now is like deleting me from social media because there's so much stuff out there. And you know what? Social, social media brings me anxiety. It brings me, it brings me fear. It brings me anger. And these are all things that they're not fruits of the spirit. They're not things that I want. And so we gotta be, we gotta be wise. And also wisdom is about taking action and knowing when not to take action. And so those wisdom things, like, so if you know the right thing, and I, I believe this with everything that's in me, if you know the right thing to do, you're intelligent. But if you know the right thing to do and you do it, you have wisdom, you're wise. And I said this up front, I think there's a lot of people that have and know the right thing to do, but they just don't act on it. See, our natural tendency is honestly foolishness. Anybody gonna agree with me or you're gonna disagree with me? Our natural, well, let me prove it to you. Mom walks into the kitchen and there's a kid, and he's got chocolate from top to bottom. There's chocolate on all the cabinets, everything around him. The cookie jar is wide open. It is, it's empty. And the mom says, why did you do that? And the kid says, because I have hands. We can learn a lot from that child, can't we? Just because we can do it doesn't mean we should do it. And so we use that as an excuse sometimes. And we say, you know, but just because, and just because you can do it doesn't mean, as a matter of fact, 1 Corinthians is turning out to be one of those passages that I've studied and looked at. It says, all things are lawful for me. And, and literally it says, all things, I can do all things, these things I can do. And I, in between services, somebody said, so Pastor Bobby, let me just hear you right. You said, you said, you said it was okay, because I used a couple illustrations. Like, like, you can smoke if you want to smoke. You can drink if you want to drink. Some of you going, oh, it's a, a Baptist church, we can't do it. You can say dirty words if you want. Is it lawful? Probably. What's the next part? But not all things are helpful. Like I've said it before, smoke and drink all you want. It's not going to keep you out of heaven, in my opinion. It may get, get you there faster, but it's not going to keep you out. Right? Right? So wisdom. So where's wisdom start? If there's this thing called wisdom, where's it start? Now, I'm going to tell you what it, where it starts for me, and you guys can either follow or you can kind of make your own assumption. Mine starts with God's Word. And the reason it starts with God's Word, because I think in the Bible are some of the wisest lessons. Even if you don't necessarily believe the Bible in its entirely, 
The book of Proverbs, it's funny, I've had this happen. Well, they read the book of Proverbs. They, they, or, anybody ever heard somebody quote a proverb? And then I've had arguments like, yeah, it's in the Bible. And you should read the rest of it. And they're like, it's not in the Bible. No, no, it's the book of Proverbs. No, no, it's a proverb. Somebody else, I mean, no, it's, a, it's in the book. Of, it's in the Bible. Now argue with me. It, to me, it's when I surrender to God's word. We even say it here at Journey. We surrender God's word, right? That's, a, that's, that's our baseline. So we don't call things sin. God's word calls things sins. We don't accuse people. God's word accuses people. God's word, honestly, and incriminates us when we look at God's word and where we're at with God's word sometimes. And that's what the book of Proverbs says. So listen, I'm gonna read a lot of scripture today. So if you're not into scripture, you may wanna turn that because I'm gonna read a ton. Proverbs chapter 14, 12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, that way leads to death. There's a lot of things that I've done in my life that I've been going, seem like a good time. <clears throat> At the moment, this is my favorite, at the moment, it seemed like a good thing. At that particular moment, jumping out of that airplane seemed like a really good idea until I wet my pants, right? And you can insert whatever you want. At the time, it seemed like a good idea. Whatever it was, at the time, it seemed like, right? Like, like how about this one, Proverbs 9:10? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. That's not saying that we, we cower away from God. What that is, is of reverence. That's, a, I, I respect, I respect God. And that's the start of the wisdom for me. And when I say, when I say putting God first, can I just be, it's putting Jesus first. It's when I ask him at every situation in my life, whatever I'm doing, is this the right thing or this is the wrong thing? And I, I found out when I seek him with all my heart, when I seek him with everything that's in me, he gives me answers. So that's where it starts in my opinion. Now, I also believe that wisdom has some benefits, Okay. So Pat Gallimore, who was our student ministry pastor, loves to do messages with all of the same letter, okay? So I'm gonna do that right now. I have eight of them, and they all start with P for Patrick, okay? So I'm gonna give you eight benefits. You're gonna wanna write these down, okay? We're gonna fly through them. Eight benefits. First, it prepares you, prepares you for anything in life. With wisdom, you can do just about anything. With wisdom, if you have wisdom, you're able to make money. Somebody say amen to that. But you know what else wisdom does? Helps you save money. Helps to make sure you have retirement. Um, if you have wisdom, you'll be able to find and develop lasting relationships. One of the big things, like, like I don't have a community. Well, sometimes it's because we're a little raw. We have no wisdom. We don't say the right things when we don't need, you know, all that kind of stuff. Okay, here's another one. If you have wisdom, you'll know what to say, when to say it. If you have wisdom, you'll be able to raise your kids, not just to survive, but to thrive. To thrive in life. To thrive. That's what we want from our kids. Let me tell you another one. If you have wisdom, you'll be able to sleep at night because you've made right decisions across the way. I have a friend of mine that ended up in jail because he extorted money from his company. And he's done his time and he loves Jesus now and everything. He said, but one of the things, he said, I would go to bed before I went to jail, before I asked Jesus, I would go to bed every night waiting for somebody to break in my house, waiting for somebody to just to take me off and rest me. He goes, even in jail, like there was always that moment. He said, but when I asked Christ to be my savior, I started sleeping at night. He said, but you know why? Because I was making right decisions and I knew God had my back. So that's the first one, prepare. Here's the second one, right? Perception. Wisdom gives you an accurate perception of life. Like, the world's not giving us one of those, right? Like CNN's not giving us an accurate perception of life. Well, God's word does, and wisdom allows that. It allows us, there's a big word, discernment. We're allowed to discern what's right and what's wrong in the world that we live in. Proverbs chapter two, verse nine. 
Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity and every good path for wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. So that's the second one. Third one, prevention. Wisdom will prevent you from engaging in self-destructive activities. I'm telling you what's happened in my life. I was reckless when I was a teenager. I was reckless even when I was in my 20s. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, that's not a good idea. Like, I probably shouldn't be doing that. Like, even if it's something that's not that bad, like, I, I probably shouldn't be doing that situation right now. And in, 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 in the view of what other people see, probably not, right? So prevention, uh, Proverbs chapter two, verse 12, delivering you from the way, excuse me, the way of evil from men of perverted speech, Proverbs 2, 16. So you will be delivered from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress and her smooth words. Proverbs 3, 23. Then you will walk on your way securely and your feet will not stumble. Some people walk through life like their feet are always on shifting sand. Like they never, there's never a stable moment. There's never a foundation. God says, if we use wisdom, wisdom will prevent that. Uh, Let me give you another one. Prolonged life. I had a friend of mine say, okay, so how does wisdom give you a prolonged life? I'm gonna tell you how it does. One simple way, it reduces stress. And when stress is reduced, blood pressure goes down. And when blood pressure goes down, you know what goes up? Your long life, your living. And so it's one of those deals where when we do God's things, we're not worried about everything. One of my biggest struggles, I'll just be honest with you, I, I, I am a worrier. I mean, it, I, it's hereditary. Anybody else? Uh, so my, my grandmother's mantra, she used to say it all the time, if the Lord wills and the creek don't rise. I don't even know what that means. But she would like, I'd say, Grandma, I'll, I'll see you in an hour. I'll be back. We're going to go swimming on you if the Lord wills. I'm hoping he wills I come back to your house in a little while too. Right? Amen? <laughs> Proverbs 3, verse 1. My son, watch this. Do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. Verse 2. For length of days and years of life and peace, they will add to you. Proverbs 3, 8. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment for your bones. Chapter 9, verse 11, for, for by me, your days will be multiplied and years will be added to your life. Let me give you another one. Here's another pick. Peace. Peace will be added to you. As you develop wisdom, you develop peace because you're not worried about every situation going on in your life. You're not worried about your job. God's going to take care of you. A friend of mine um, is in the process of losing his job. And one of the things he said, I know God's got it. And God's going to find me another one. And I'm thinking, man, I'd be, fr- anybody beside me, like, I'd be all over the place. Like, <gasps> not him. It's got peace. Proverbs 317, her ways are way, her ways are our ways of pleasantness. And all of her paths are peace. Proverbs 324. If you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Prosperity. I'm not talking about God's gonna fill your bank account with you know hundreds and like you're gonna be a bazillionaire or anything like that. I'm just saying prosperity, that God will give you what you need when you need it. Proverbs 3, 2, for the length of days, and we're going to spend a whole week talking about this one. For the length of days and years of life and peace, they will add to you. Uh, Verse 16 says, long life in her right hand and her left hand are riches and honor. All right, so Proverbs has a lot to say about it. We'll spend a whole week, but we're going to talk about how we honor God, wisdom with wiseness. How do we honor God with our money? Here's another one. Protection. It'll keep you safe from you and people around you. And I don't know about, I need more protection from me than I do the people around me sometimes. This is what it says, do not forsake her and she will keep you, love her, and she will guard you. And the last one is this, the last P. Did I do good? Where's Pat at? I want to just see if I did good. So is he somewhere in the building? Just a thumb, thumb. I did eight Ps in like 22 seconds. So it's pretty good. The last one is a word that we don't use very much. I want to define it, but it's, it's the word prudence. 
It means caution, discretion, or uh, good sense. You know what it means? Common sense. And in the world we live in, there's not a lot of common sense anymore, right? There's a lot of uncommon sense. Anybody remember SNL? Saturday Night Live. I better not just, uh, Saturday Night Live. There was a guy named Dana Carvey on there. And he did, he did, he did President Bush. He said, not done did, not prudent. We probably wouldn't know that word if it wasn't for him. But it's actually in the Bible. It's actually in the Bible about 12 different times. One of the times it says, I have wisdom, dwell with prudence, and I find knowledge and discretion. Prudence, we need it. Common sense to make it through the day. Okay, so we've talked about what it is, what it looks like, where we're okay? So how do we get it? How do we cultivate that in our lives? Now, I wanna say this first. It doesn't happen overnight, and sometimes it takes a lifetime to become a wise person, but there's no reason why we can't start being wise right now. Here's the first thing. Some people are gonna get a little offended with this. I apologize in advance, but this is a real true statement. I think part of the reasons we're not wise is we do not believe in its consequences. It, wisdom has consequences. Lack of wisdom has consequences. And when you, so how many people drink coffee in the morning? Raise your hands. Raise your hands real high. Drink coffee. So I'm doing this um, intermittent fasting thing. And um, nobody told me that I can't put cream and sugar in my coffee. So every morning for the last two weeks, now I feel better. I, I, I feel good. I, I love Jesus a little bit more. I mean, fitting into my pants again. It's really good, right? But the whole cream and sugar thing, right? Because that's what makes coffee. Co so how many people are cream only, sugar only, cream and sugar? Oh, so well, that's me. Nine scoops of sugar. Alan puts, Alan puts a little coffee in his creamer. So it's, I don't know if anybody's like that. But so, so, you, so you guys did that this morning, right? Unless you're doing what I'm doing, you put cream and sugar. How many people put arsenic in it this morning? Any, anybody? Anybody? Nobody? Nobody put arsenic? A little rat poisoning? Nothing? Why not? because there's consequences, right? And you know the consequences. You put arsenic in your coffee, you're gonna die. It's hysterical to me that we go through our whole life sometimes and we don't believe in the consequences of our actions. Every action that we have has, a, has some type of reaction, has some type of, there's a consequence to it. Good and bad. We're gonna talk about bad first and we'll talk about good. Every one of them. And here's the deal. Like we think, and I was telling a friend of mine, but you know, after he came up to me after, he's like, Pastor Bob, you're looking good, man. I can tell that you've been doing you know, a little, little bit of something. Like, you know, hey, keep with it. Like, keep with it. It's going to be worth it. And it's going to be worth it. Right. But my attitude was, and there's consequences, that I can eat all the pizza and eat all the ice cream and I'll never gain a pound. Anybody else? Liar, liar, pants on fire. Right? We think we can... We can smoke two packs of cigarettes a day and we're never going to have a lung problem. My, my grandfather is a great illustration of this. And I'm thankful, and I'll, I'll start with this. My grandfather asked Jesus Christ, my sister led my grandfather to the Lord right before he died. And so I know where he's at right now. I don't have any, but I remember having a conversation on my dad's back porch. And while he was smoking cigarettes and lung problems and diabetes and all that kind of, all that stuff, and he was mad at God. He was shaking his fist at God, saying it was all God's fault. And I said, Granddad, you're the one that lit it up every time you put it in your mouth. He didn't light it up. Why is it that we think, for some strange reason, we think, we think there's no consequences? I said this in first service. It's, 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 I don't think anybody, I, nobody in this room, I don't think anybody, nobody in this room woke up this morning and said, you know what? Today's the day I'm going to be a drug addict. Today's the day I'm going to make that decision. I'm, I'm going to do it right now. All right, Nobody. It's a slow roll. It's a slow burn, right? 
You wake up one morning, you're one degree off, the next degree, you're two degrees off. Nobody in this room, I don't know everybody's story, I know a lot of stories, but not nobody in this room ever woke up and said, you know, today's the day I'm gonna screw my life up, I'm gonna have an affair. Like, like I'm gonna go to the, I'm gonna go to the water, water cooler and that girl that I, I don't even know what her name is, I'm gonna get to know her name, but today we're gonna have an affair. No, it's, 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 it's over a period of time that we do these things. And the reason we do them is we don't think there's any consequences. If we walked into them going, I'm gonna screw my family up. Like, I'm gonna lose my wife, I'm gonna lose my kids, I'm gonna lose my job, I'm gonna lose all my, all my, my investment, I'm gonna lose all that stuff. If we walk in with that, or I'm gonna lose my life because if I keep doing this one thing right here, I'm gonna end up sick, I'm gonna end up having cancer. It's not until we understand the consequences. And scripture talks about it. Proverbs chapter six. It says, can a man carry fire next to his chest and his clothes not be burned? The answer is no. That's a rhetorical question. You put fire or coals in your lap, you're going to burn your lap. And that's exactly what what he's saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. There's consequences to every one of our actions. That's good and bad. Now listen to the good part. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. And this is literally what we're talking about. It says, everyone then who hears the words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on a rock and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat the house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on what? A good foundation. You understand there's good consequences. When you do the right things, the right things happen. 26, and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and it was great and great was the fall of it. There's corresponding reactions. So if we build our lives on good things, guess what? Good things happen. Like we can go into a whole nother one. It's all the amount, the amount that you put into it, that you get back out, pressed down, shaking together, you know, running over. But what are we doing? Are we going through life understanding there's good consequences and bad? Proverbs teaches us that we can count on something happening, good or bad. Listen to what it says in Proverbs 13, 11. Wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. You, you, want, a good, you want a good plan? Save a little, give a little. Spend a little. That's a great plan. That's a great, that's a plan for wealth. That's how people, that's how rich people get rich, by the way. They don't, see, poor people, we spend it all, right? We, 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 there's not enough check at the end of the week sometimes. Little by little. Watch this. Poverty in verse 18. Poverty and disgrace come to those who ignore instruction, but whoever heeds reproof is honored. Uh, 14.23 says, in all toil, there's profit, but mere talk, only ends in poverty, okay? So the first thing is understand the consequence. Second thing is we need to learn by examples. You know what? We don't have to go to the school of hard knocks on every situation. I don't have to learn every situation because I've gone through it and I've made a mistake. You know how I learn? I watch you make mistakes. And I'm not gonna do it. Not gonna make that decision. I've watched how that impacted that family. I watched where they're living right now. I watched how that job shifted because of their lack of, you know, whatever it was. I can learn from others. Here's, here's, you want to write this down because this is, this is what I do and it works for me, okay? First thing is this, okay? I believe you're the sum of your top five. So whoever the top five in your life, are, good or bad, so if they're good people, you're going to be great. If they're bad, you're going that direction. So here's the deal. This is what I do. I surround myself with the people who are wiser than me. Andy Stanley says it this way. You don't have to be the smartest person at the table. Guess what? 
in our staff, I'm not the smartest person, but I have some of the greatest people that are, that are around me. And when I need wisdom or to figure out what's, what, you know, this is what we need to do in this thing. What do you all think? And they'll go, here's what we need to do. So the first thing is surround yourself. The second thing is follow their example. If they're doing that great a job, then you should be probably doing it too. You should be following their example. You should be looking at them going this. So last night I had a chance. It was one of the coolest moments. I've done lots of weddings in my 30 years of ministry, but last night was a cool one because it's people that are in my small group. And I've watched them do life and I've watched them lead and raise amazing kids. And so we got done doing their their premarital counseling a couple uh, months or so ago, four, three or four weeks. And I got off the phone and I called my buddy Todd and I just said, Todd, can I talk to you for a second? He said, yeah. I said, you just need, you guys, you and the Grays, y'all did a great job of raising your kids. I wish I would have had, not that, you know, not that we did a bad job, but I, I wish I had more people around me when I was raising my kids that, that did what they did. They, they didn't have, they didn't have like, we're going to do a Bible study right now. around they, they just always talked about Jesus. They always talked about God. I've seen it. And so last night I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm getting ready to do the vows. And I was like, I was overwhelmed because I'm doing life with people. That, that, that lead and guide me and have my best interest in mind. They're, two of them were in my top five. So learn from their example. Find some people around you that are doing it right. And third thing is just get their advice. Ask. I think sometimes, especially God, can I talk to guys for two seconds? And it's not, it's not a sign of weakness that you need help. It's not a sign of weakness that you want somebody else to speak into your life. As a matter of fact, what I'm finding out right now in my life, it's a sign of strength that I don't want to be where I'm at anymore. I'm I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I want to get to this place here and I need some help. I, I can tell you in all honesty, I am here right now on this stage because of my top five, because of people that I've surrounded myself with, because of their wisdom and what they've done in my life. I encourage you to be a part of that. Let me give you the last thing right here. We'll close. Immerse yourself in God's wisdom. One of the things I'd like to do as a a faith community, and I think it'd be really good for us, there's 30, I think it's 31 chapters in Proverbs. Is that right? 31? What I'd like to do is every day, I would like for our faith community to read a chapter. Um, I'll post something on social media. We'll do something on on, on Journey, like where we just, you know, we're reading Proverbs 1. And, um, I'd love to hear about it. You can, this is the only time I'll give you out my email address. Bobby Smith at journeycommunity.net. I'd love to hear what God's speaking to you through his word, but get in his word. I actually had a text message during worship. And it was a guy that watches online. He just said, I am literally sitting here this morning with a highlighter. I don't know what's going on, but I am loving God's word and I need to hear it in my life more. And he said, I, I'm, I'm doing this with you. So let's read a chapter. But it, it also, I listen to sermons. I listen to sermons of other great preachers. Now, you can get ours. I think it's pretty good. Okay? So you can get on ours. But, man, I listen to Andy Stanley, and I love Craig Rochelle and Erwin McManus and Matt Chandler. I mean, there's lots of great communicators. Tony Evans, the Bishop, TD, can't go wrong, right? Listen. And what I've learned in my life is I listen to him over and over again because I learn something new every time I listen to him. And then worship music. I listen to worship music a lot, especially when I'm going through times where I'm trying to make decisions because God has spoken. This, how many people remember Stephen Curtis Chapman? Anybody? So 
I don't know if he's that big anymore. He wrote a song called uh, Great Adventure. We started the church because of that song, because God spoke to some one of our team members and said, it's time for them to go on a great adventure. So many times through music, even secular music sometimes, God speaks, amen? So that's the things we're gonna do. This is what, this is what I want us to do. The book of Proverbs shows us wisdom. We're gonna break it down every week into something, finances, raising kids, how to, how to deal with conflict. And so I would encourage you during the summer, I know a lot of us are on vacations, try to make it. If you can't be here live, make sure you get online, journeycommunity.net, watch it online. It's gonna be a great journey this summer as we learn about wisdom. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, in this moment right here, I'm gonna say this, I'll speak for me, can't speak for anybody else. I want to, I want to know what wisdom is. I want to be wise. I want to do not just knowledge. I don't wanna just have head knowledge. I wanna do what wisdom is. I wanna make sure that when I'm learning this, that I'm also activating it in my life. And so help me do that. And God, the greatest, wisest decision I've ever made, I think the wisest decision anybody could ever make is to follow after you and make you Lord of their lives. And so God, maybe there's people here that need to make that wise decision. Even when Justin was talking, maybe you don't buy into the whole church thing. You don't have to buy into the church thing. I'd encourage you to buy into the Jesus thing. I'd encourage you to get into the word and figure him out. God, there's people in this room. I think they're doing it right now. There's people online doing it right now. So God, I pray that you would be big with us. I pray that people would come to know you more through this process. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening today. If you need prayer or would like to talk with someone about taking your next step, email us at nextsteps at journeycommunity.net.